Welcome to Timeout with Tyrone EG3. And to start off, I almost completely forgot about the podcast. <laughs> don't ask me why, don't ask me how, but it just slipped my mind. I mean, last week it happened, this week it happened, but this time I remembered it. <laughs> I had a podcast to do, so. Bear with me, there'll be days where I'm like out of it or I'm preoccupied enough to where I'm forgetting about this. This is still a passion of mine. This is still what I want to do. So I'm sorry. (laughs) Dreadfully, I am very, very sorry that I forgot about the podcast. I also forgot about Saturday Smackdown, but then again, I didn't forget about it because... Saturday Smackdown has been moved to Tuesdays. Usually, I think it's going to be Tuesday afternoon. So we can, you know, cover all that we need to cover for the week. Plus we can watch Impact that night to get the gist of it. But to start off the Time Out podcast, I would like to mention that the Eagles finally bombed out. Completely. Completely bottomed the hell out. They're terrible. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They were terrible all year. There was moments to where you're, where I was thinking, okay, they might run the table. They might make the playoffs this year. With a losing record, but they might make it. First half, it was pretty promising. They went up uh, 17-0. And then they just completely bottomed out offensively. Defensively, <laughs> there, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about this either. They're terrible. And that caused Jim Swartz to step down. Today. Today. As of this afternoon... Jim Swartz has stepped down as defensive coordinator. And to be honest, he should he 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 made the right call. He made the most team based decision that they needed to to make. Because for the betterment of the team, they need a better defensive coordinator to work with all the got all the players because a lot of players are either playing out of their position, they're not playing to their strengths, or they're just flat out terrible. Darius Slay, he's usually a man-to-man corner. They've been they've been playing him zone. On man, yeah, they had a few man coverages. And he's covered all of them. But when they were in zone. The zone coverages were not working for him. Because he's a man to man corner. And this is basically a 3-4. This is a 3-4 zone based defense. It's not going to work. Because Jim Schwartz likes to run zone. He likes to play. Single high safety. Which is stupid. Because with single high safety. 
you're not getting help. You're not getting help from any... See, because usually when you play single high safety, you have somebody... You have a safety, obviously. Then you have the corner trying to help the safety. Or the linebacker trying to help the safety. You don't have that with the Eagles. You have Jim Schwartz saying, Okay, the safety plays high, but I'm not going to give you any linebacker help. That's not how that's supposed to go. Everyone in their right mind who watches the game of football knows when you play a single high safety, you have the safety going up, but you have the linebacker going up with him to help him. At the end of that route, it should essentially be a a double coverage. And it should be well covered. It's not. They did it right in the first year under Jim Swartz. I don't know what happened ever since. But it's abysmal. The GM should get fired. And everybody's saying, oh, fire Doug, fire Doug. To, to, to me, Doug, he's not a bad coach. Like... I'm going to get a lot of flack for it. He's not a bad coach. He has coached his team from the depths of hell to a Super Bowl championship. They almost fell back into the depths of hell a few times. But he grabbed them and he pulled them back up. And they, they won the division where they just made the playoffs. Did they fall back in the mediocrity under... Jim after, not Jim, but uh, Doug after 2017. Yeah, they fall back right to where they were before Super Bowl. Which was a mediocre team who either doesn't make the playoffs or just makes the playoffs and loses in the first round. That's my problem with the Eagles. Is that, but my, my main problem with the Eagles even though that's a problem of, you know, they essentially collapsed. Who was the cause of that collapse? Sure as hell wasn't Doug. Sure as hell wasn't Jim Swartz. Sure as hell wasn't Carson Wentz. It sure as hell wasn't Jalen Hurts. It wasn't, you know, the receivers. It was the GM. Not doing his damn job, and getting depth on the chart. He did not get depth. Your second receiver guy, you have J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, who's a bust. Jalen Rager, obviously, he's okay. He's fine. Quez, I think Quez Watkins is pretty good, and I think... Greg Ward is okay, but like past that, you really don't have anybody. And the way they played yesterday, evidently, now the receivers were on point. And also, another thing, there's no depth in the offensive line. Yeah, if everybody was starting, that offensive line looks great on paper. With every every starter looks 
fine on paper. But if you have your entire offensive line filled with old, injury-prone guys who who never play past week one or week two, hell, even week three, if they don't play past those first few weeks, don't have freaking scrubs as second string. Don't have guys who can't cover, who is essentially a revolving door to the quarterback. Have guys who can block. And with the receivers, have guys who can run routes right. Because early in the season, none of the receivers were running routes right. Hightower misses his route on a freaking go route. On a go route. How the hell do you mess up? How the hell do you mess up a go route? I don't get it. I really don't. But season's basically over for Philly. And the GM has nothing but to nobody to blame but himself. The players have nobody to blame but themselves. But Doug Peterson shouldn't get fired because he is he he did take some accountability towards the end, like he's always have, like he always has. But they need to get an offensive coordinator. They need some type of structure because there is no structure in Philly. No structure at all. With that being said. Let's move on to a slightly better game, but next we have New Orleans versus Minnesota. Minnesota was okay, but the Saints, they find ways to win. They Like, Drew Brees was struggling all game. He threw two interceptions. Yeah, he he was lights lights out for most most of the game, throwing for three hundred eleven yards, and he went nineteen for twenty six. But it it just wasn't, you know, his best game. It wasn't his best. Adam Thielen, Adam, uh, Adam Thielen is one of the best receiver, best tight ends in the game, best tight end. From a guy who. It signed as an undrafted free agent, and then he gets cut from the practice squad. Only, or he gets cut, then he gets signed to the practice squad in 2010. Then he plays lights out. Now he's a per- perennial starter, and he was the team. To the NFC Championship game. In 2017. Where they essentially got murdered by the Eagles. But. Yeah they. I gotta give it up to the guy. The guy didn't quit. He went from. Slipping all the way to the end of the draft. Not getting drafted. To being a undrafted free agent. To getting cut. To getting re-signed. To being on the practice squad. To. 
doing whatever it is he needs to do to make sure it doesn't happen. So, I applaud Adam Thielen. Big ups to Adam Thielen. But Irv Smith, too. He had six catches for 53 yards and two touchdowns. Their offense looks pretty good. It's their defense that's really struggling. Allowing 52 points. But can we talk about Alvin Kamara for a second? Alvin Kamara carried the load for New Orleans. He rushed for six touchdowns. Six. Like, Alvin Kamara is one of the best running backs in the game. And he solidified that. He solidified that yesterday. Not yesterday. Sunday. He solidified that on Sunday. But hopefully they can, you know, progress. Hopefully Breeze can clean it up, which I have the utmost faith that he will because he's one of the best quarterbacks in the game. And next that we, next up, we have the Bucks versus the Lions. Buccaneers versus the Detroit Lions and Brady and the Bucks completely dismantled Detroit. And for years I've been a Brady hater because he's been on a team that I've despised for years. But god damn. That man still has the F43. That man can still go at 43 years got at 43 years old. That man can that man can go. <laughs> He's accurate with his throws all game. He was he didn't make any mistakes to be honest. He was playing on Madden rookie mode the whole entire game, so it's like whatever. <laughs> Next up on the docket, we have the Niners versus the Cardinals. And the Niners pull off this upset. <laughs> this team wasn't going anywhere. At this point, they're playing spoiler. And they're playing spoiler pretty well. You know, the Cards have one game left. They have a win in their end situation. Sitting at 8-7. and seven. But Kyler Murray did not play well because of uh, San Francisco's heavy pass rush. They were rushing him all game. They were suffocating him all game. He made some erratic throws. He th- I think he threw a pick. And C.J. Beathard played his best game game. He went 13 for 22, 182 yards, and three touchdowns. If Beathard can, you know... Clean up his mistakes. If he can. Play. Like. They. That San Francisco intends him. Intends for him to play. I don't know if I'm wording it right. But. If he plays as intended. If he plays. Amazing football. Next year. 
They might be one of the best teams in the league again. But if they have a depleted offensive line like they did this year, if they have a defense that's roughly okay, <laughs> they'll be fine. They'll be fine. They still got Richard Sherman. They still got you know a great defense. It's just their offensive line and their offense that really took a hit this year. And hopefully next year they can bounce back. Hopefully the GM doesn't screw him over. And he gets high quality offensive line pieces. And they'll be back. They'll be back in the Super Bowl again next year. I believe it. I, I really believe it. I, I've been rooting for this team since they got Garoppolo. You know, I hopefully hopefully they do better than they did this year. Miami versus Las Vegas is next. And the Dolphins win in a thriller. 26-25. Best game all week. Best game all week. I, I gotta say it. Both teams played exceptionally well. And it came down to a field goal by Sanders. Which was a 44-yard field goal. So evidently, the Dolphins' defense... Not Dolphins, yeah... No, Vegas' defense held them, held them to just three in the last few seconds. And it's, it just makes me, it makes me happy to see that there's a lot of heart in these games. Because there's a lot of games out there people are just giving up. But give me at least one good game. And that's what happens. So, to Miami and Las Vegas, to your fans, you bo- both your teams, you should not be upset. Yeah, Vegas is probably upset that they lost in the thriller. But you shouldn't be. Both teams played exceptionally well. There was hardly any mistakes. Like... If I was a fan of either of those teams, I'd, I'd been okay with that. Like, alright, alright, we lost a thriller game, whatever. It was a great game. Now, blowouts, I hate those. <laughs> but anyway, here's the last. Oh, sorry, I about dropped my paper. Blooper. But, uh, last few games we have Cincinnati versus Houston 37 31 Bengals. And I've and I, and I agree with JJ Watt when he was pissed off post game and his rant that he said post game. You don't get signed to a job. You don't get signed to a multi million dollar job just to suck. You didn't get signed to suck. You got signed because you were one of the best players in the draft class. The team saw a lot of potential in you, and when you get, and it comes down to this. Once these players get that top dollar, half of them don't don't come don't come to work. Mentally. They don't they don't come to work. They're like I I got paid. I got paid. I I'm just gonna come here. You know go with the flow and just you know be here instead of working. Instead of being great on defense, being great on offense, showing up in a weight room, doing their job. 
And I agree with J.J. Watt in this. When you have the most humble guy, a guy that shows up to work every day, on that field, completely dominates, and the rest of the team doesn't, hell, if I was J.J. Watt, I'd be pissed off too. Joe Burrow, though, definitely the guy for uh, Cincinnati. Definitely the guy. And I've said this, and I've said this before he got drafted. When he beat my team, the Clemson Tigers, in the national championship last year, I saw a lot of potential in this kid. When he played against Philly, I saw a lot of potential in this kid. Hell, throughout the entire season, I've seen a lot of potential in him. And I am hoping, I am hoping he progresses. I hope he plays even better. And honestly, I see him being on a Super Bowl champion. I see him getting into this league and dominating, which he has. I see him getting better. I see him, I'm calling it right now, within the next five seasons. Within the next five seasons, Cincinnati's going to be in the Super Bowl. I'm calling it right now, they got Quality weapons on offense. All they need, all they really need to do is shore up that offensive line, shore up that defense, and they'll be okay. So hopefully, on that regard, they'll do it. I think a quarterback is a good start. A great quarterback is a good start. He's a great start. So that's what I think. You know. Joe Burrow is a superstar in the making. Next up, we have the Browns versus the Jets. The Jets couldn't even couldn't couldn't even lose for a pick. They couldn't even lose for a damn pick. They fucked it up. They fucked it up all year. They fucked it up when they resired Adam Gase. They fucked it up when they won the last few games. Like, and now they lost the number one pick to the Jaguars, which is essentially going to be Trevor Lawrence. The top prospect in the NFL right now, Trevor Lawrence. Now, could they get Justin Fields? Yeah, they could still get Justin Fields, but Trevor Lawrence is what every bad team who needs a quarterback, that's who they're eyeing. So, honestly, if they can get the second best quarterback, fine. But look what happened last time. They didn't get the number one pick. They had to settle for second best. They got Sam Darnold, and they fucked it up. So, the Jets will just be the Jets. So, Baltimore versus New, uh, the Giants. 27-13 Ravens. Giants keep falling out of the playoff spot. They keep falling. They keep falling. And I was really hoping it was... I was thinking it was going to be either Washington or the Giants. 
were Philly. But then Philly got eliminated. Now it's Washington, the Giants, and Dallas. I don't see Dallas winning the division. I don't see them making a playoff spot. I see Washington making the playoffs as the division winner. And the rest of the division just doesn't make playoffs. But uh, the Ravens keep climbing. They keep climbing, you know. Hopefully, they're trying to climb to that uh, number four or that number three, you know. Because they can't get the one or two because the top two teams in the NFL would get that. They're not the top two teams in the NFL. But with that said, if the seeding remains as is, here's my uh, take on who I think is going to win and where my matchups are going to be. So, the first matchup on the docket for the playoffs, if it stands, would be the number two Saints versus the number seven Bears. Saints are winning that one. Easy. Then it will be the number three Seahawks versus the number six Rams. Seahawks are winning that easy. Then it will be the number four Skins. I'm forever calling the Redskins. I am not calling the Washington football team. That's stupid. Just, 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 just disclaimer there. Disclaimer. Versus the number five Bucks. Tampa Bay's winning it. I mean, a young team versus Tom Brady in a an assured up offense and a pretty good defense. Who do you think's gonna win that matchup? It's gonna be Tampa Bay. But uh, then it'll be Saints versus the Bucks. I think the Saints are going to pull off that upset, win against the Bucks, and then it'll be the Seahawks versus the Packers. Packers are winning that. Packers are winning that. I know they don't, I know they don't have a great defense, but neither does Seattle. Seattle has a terrible defense. Yeah, they got Russell Wilson that's going to run over people. He's going to try to put his team on the on his back. But I think I think the Packers are going to win it. I think the Pack wins it, and I think it's going to be Packers versus the Saints in the NFC Championship game. And that's where the Packers will fall to the Saints. So let's move on to the AFC side of things. We will have the number two Bills versus the number seven Browns. The Bills are taking it. The Bills are taking it. I think the Bills are a promising young team. The Browns, they're not ready yet. They're too inconsistent. Once they, once they find their footing in the next few years, I think it will be a good team still. But once they find their footing, I think they will run the table. I think they'll be good. Their defense is hit and miss. Their offense is hit and miss. But at least they made the playoffs. In in my p- predictions. Then we'll have the number three Steelers versus the number six Ravens. I wasn't sold in the Steelers the last few games. Their defense sucked. Their offense was hit and miss. I think the Ravens take it. I think the Ravens take it. And they go to the divisional round. Then it'll be the number four Titans versus the number five Dolphins. It's going to be the Titans winning it. The Titans are winning it. So, 
it'll be Bills versus Titans versus Steelers versus Chiefs. Bills versus Titans. The Bills are winning this game. Or no, I, I messed up on my notes. It's going to be the Ravens and the Chiefs. So the Ravens and the Chiefs will, will have the Chiefs winning. The Bills and the Titans will have the Bills winning. Then we will have Bills and Chiefs, the AFC Championship game. Will the Chiefs go on a repeat? Or will the Bills make their first Super Bowl since the mid-90s? Since the mid-90s, will they make their first Super Bowl? And my answer to that question and my predictions is no. The Chiefs will win to go to their second straight Super Bowl. It will be Chiefs versus Saints in the Super Bowl this year. And I think the Chiefs will win their second straight Super Bowl. I think they'll they'll repeat. They look one of the they look like they've maintained the high level of play. Offensively and defensively. They've been able to retain all their players, or most of them, and they've been able to sure up some players. They got Kareem Hunt. They also got uh, Le'Veon Bell now. And they also got he- Edwards Hilaire in the backfield. So you got three monster running backs. You got a three-headed monster in the running back position. You have Tyreek Hill. You have Sammy Watkins. You have Tyron Matthew on the defensive side of the ball. They'll be good. They'll be good enough to make the Super Bowl, and they'll be great enough to win it. But those were my predictions for the playoffs in the next coming weeks. Stay tuned for the last week of NFL action. And hopefully, you know, we'll keep the train moving through other sports. I really want to cover basketball. And I really want to cover you know, a little bit of baseball once baseball season rolls around later on this year. And if there's any off-season news for the NFL, I want to cover that too. I'm not really big on hockey. I, I usually watch the playoffs, but I re- I'm not really big on hockey. So if you're looking for hockey, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm not going to cover that. Solely on the fact that I'm not a huge Hockey fan, I'm like I'm I'm, you know, kind of a casual when it comes to it. So I don't know the ins and outs, the rules or anything like that. I'm not like heavy into it, so I'm not gonna cover hockey. But stay tuned for me cover me and AG three covering all the other sports because we did talk it out. He thinks it's a great idea, and I think it's a great idea because I want to keep this train moving. I do have listeners, even though they're a very small group of listeners. <laughs> I do have listeners. I want to keep them happy, and yeah, that's the point I'm going to make, and that's the big news for the podcast. Also, be sure, if you're a wrestling fan, to check out the SmackDown podcast we're going from Saturday SmackDown to Tuesday SmackDown because of scheduling conflicts. 
obviously, because my podcast partner has a family. He has a wife that he likes to uh, hang out with a lot. He has a job, so... And he also has another podcast he does on that same day, so we're doing it on Tuesdays to make sure we have one podcast. He has one podcast to do that day, and he can spend the rest of his day with his little loving family. And hopefully we can get the ball rolling on that even further. So if you're a wrestling fan, be on the lookout for that this Tuesday. Most likely in the afternoon. So we can we both have the rest of our day to enjoy our life. <laughs> you know, I can play video games or watch TV with family or hang out and just twiddle my thumbs on Facebook or something. But uh yeah. Be on the lookout for that. And I'll see you on the next episode of Time Out. Peace.